Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We, talk about, we talk about swords. Oh yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an e <laughs> Athlete, yeah, he's an, an athlete. athlete. That's everybody. all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk and about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> tiny Sasquatches, and the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, that, we need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is sword stores, tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. Hey everybody, it's me, Steve Agee. And me, Busy Phillips. And uh, welcome to our our maiden voyage. Our inaugural podcast, podcast episode. Really just came together so quickly, Steve. This is, uh, I've been wanting, <laughs> <laughs> I've had a, a podcast here at Feral Audio for years and um, not to brag <laughs> not to brag it's a no frills it is basically go check it out it's just there's no theme to it though is a it lot, just you talking i interview I people oh, okay um but i've just been like I'm like no one's listening to this because it's just me fucking talking and then there's like one of the biggest podcasts in the world right now is on this network called My Favorite Murder. Right. With oh, Ka- yeah. Karen People are Kilgariff obsessed and- with it. Apparently, she and I talk very similar. Do you know this? No. P- people have posted on my um, Twitter that she and I have a very similar vocal tone. Well, maybe that'll rub off on our listenership because <laughs> it's huge. And they talk about murder and stuff. I was like, oh, man, I need something. And there was my girlfriend who was like, why don't you talk about... Uh, health issues she's like you're a huge hypochondriac <laughs> you have vertigo you have a lot of problems and i kind of wanted to do it a while ago and um you know my friend adam goldberg and i have mm-hmm. done a few podcasts where we've talked about our medical issues and stuff and uh so my girlfriend was like just fucking do it and they so, get, listen it's highly relatable because we all we all deal with it yeah at one time or another and so i brought it up to dustin who's the producer here and he was like I think that's a great idea. He's like, you should have a co-host, a female co-host. Well. And I was like, I don't know who. And then I was watching your Instagram stories. Yes. And you were talking about an issue you were having. My, in the MRI In an MRI machine. and freaking machine. out yeah. in an MRI machine. And so I messaged you. I was like, would you want to do yeah. an episode of my podcast? And you're like, I'll do it. I'll co-host. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's it. I found, I found her. I think that this is. I think it's a good fit. And uh, I also, since I was a child, have been a hypochondriac. And I was like one of those kids that was always in the school nurse. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Did you go to the school nurse a no, lot? No, I didn't become a hypochondriac till later. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's plagued me my whole life. I think it was an attention. Uh, I really, I wanted attention from my parents and from people. <laughs> That'll um, do it. But like early on when I was a kid, I realized that if you went to the school nurse and you said you had a sore throat and they took your temperature and you didn't have a fever, they would send you back to class. But if you wanted to have your mom get called at work and have to come get you and take you home, (laughs) as a little girl, if you said you felt like you had a urinary infection. What? Yes. I realized this in like- How did you learn that? Like third grade. 
in, I think in like third grade, I did a lot of gymnastics and a lot of swimming and stuff. Steve, this is too much information. No, no, no this, this is, is great. perfect. This is perfect. Um, and so I think I did get like genuinely got a urinary infection at one point, like in third grade. And then from that point on, I knew there's no way that a school nurse can't fake a temperature. You, I mean, you, yeah, exactly. But you can say like it hurts when I go pee, and then they're like, a okay, nurse we're gonna isn't going to want it. Yeah, she's not dealing with that. She's like on a come get your doctor, co- your daughter, come get your kid, and take <laughs> her to the doctor. And I don't know. <laughs> it was like my go-to thing for years. I would go to the school nurse, and my mom would pick me up, and she'd be like, really. Are we really going? Really? Yeah. And which your mom then take you to an actual doctor and sometimes, or sometimes just go get just some like, cranberry juice. It's cranberry juice <laughs> and like, and then I'd be at home watching Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like staying home sick is the best though when you're a kid. I know. Well, by the way, and what's so crazy is that I have now an eight and a half year old daughter who, at least once a week, we find a slip in her uh, book bag that says that she was at the school nurse. At least once and a week. And she doesn't tell you, though? No, she doesn't even tell us. She just wants to get out of class. So she was like, I got a headache or whatever it is. And she goes to the school nurse. And you're like, I can't come down on her for that. No, because I get it. It obviously runs in the family. Do you have med- like actual medical issues, though? So I have bad knees, Steve. Yeah. Early onset arthritis in both. Killed my dad. What? Uh, osteoarthritis. Ugh. You got to take care of that shit. I do. I do take yeah, care of good, it. And good. now I do my bouncy workout. Um, but I but I have dislocated both knees multiple times starting when I was a kid. Dislocated? I've dislocated both knees multiple times, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want a gag. Yeah. I have a pin in my right knee Ugh. that apparently I was supposed to get removed like four months after the surgery. But my mom, I guess, didn't get the memo from the doctor and so never did. So now it's just a part of my body. What? Yeah, and I went to a, do- I went to a doctor a few years ago because my knee was really hurting me. And he's like, well, it's too late. It's a part of your body. You can't take that pin out now. It's just it, your body grew <laughs> it around used. it. And it's, yeah. It's like one of those when a plane <laughs> or a boat sinks in a coral reef and then the fish just kind of that's right take it over. Yeah. So I have that. You have, have an artificial reef in I have an knee. artificial reef in Ugh. my right knee. Um, and then I've like broken some bones. I feel like, oh, chronic sinus infections. And I had almost, uh, I had a sinus infection that almost killed me. What? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Li- uh, well, how it, does a sinus infection kill it, a person? You have all, you have multiple si- sinus. I understand in the old west days how a sinus infection would kill you. I guess when you're young, I was in my early 20s, I was on a TV show called Dawson's Creek, (laughs) (laughs) which we filmed in North Carolina. Wilmington. Wilmington. I shot in Wilmington. What did you shoot there? I shot a movie called Angry White Man with a lot of the foot fist way guys. Oh, really? Yeah. North Carolina School of the Arts. I know. Our whole crew was North Carolina School of the Arts. Really? Yeah. I love those guys. I do too. Um, no, but so I was flying back and forth a bunch and I had had, I guess, a pretty bad sinus infection that I didn't, and I was in my early 20s and I didn't get treatment for it and it kind of got sucked into my back sinuses, the sphenoidal oh, sinus. Sucked into the back. Yeah, from all the pressure from the from the <sighs> airplane and it felt like my head was in a vice like yeah. and but worse than anything i've ever experienced in my life i thought i was i thought i was dying and i went to the emergency room in wilmington yeah and two times when i was on that show i had to go to the emergency room um anyway and uh they did a I think they did an MRI or they did it something and they said that I was fine. They sent me home. They're like, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, no, no, no. I mean, there's definitely something wrong with me. She's like, no, we don't see anything. It looks like you have a mild, she said, we, you have a mild sinus infection. Um, here's like some regular antibiotics, whatever. So how can they not see that? Well, cause I don't think they knew to look for it. So I had my, Doctor in Los Angeles, my my ear, ear, nose, and throat doctor in Los Angeles, I had them send the MRI to him, and he left me this like crazy message really late at night, like, do not get on a plane, do not go anywhere, you need to go get like an IV antibiotic, and my sinus oh my was, God. my sphenoidal sinuses were 
uh, over a, like a hundred percent blocked. A hundred? Yeah, and he's like, and it's gonna start eating the bone and like tissue in your head. Is what he told me when I was like twenty one. So yeah, so I feel like it could have killed me. That makes me. me fucking dizzy. And he was like, if you, he's like, you can't fly. Like if you fly, like you could something ter- You could do irreparable damage to your. I flew once with a sinus skull. infection from L.A. to New York with uh, my girlfriend at the time. And taking off and flying was fine. It wasn't until we were landing that my ears wouldn't pop. Oh, God. And we kept going lower and lower. And I was to the point where I was ready to start screaming. And the flight attendant came and she's like, have you tried chewing some gum? And I'm like, yes, nothing's working. Yawning, blow, holding my uh, nostrils and blowing. Uh, and she goes, as a last resort, she goes, I- I- I'll try something that. Some people say work sometimes. And she came back with these two plastic, like, Dixie cups with warm, wet, like, hot towels. You know, the, the kind they give you in first class? Like, hot towels inside the Dixie cup. No. And she goes, hold these over your ears, like, so the steam will, like, pop your... Yeah. And it didn't work. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm six <laughs> foot six, and everyone on the plane can see this giant holding cups <laughs> over his ears like an asshole. <laughs> And I landed without them popping, and I thought I was going to fucking die. You feel like you're going to pass out. Yeah, it's horrible pain. Yeah, that was what I was, I was, it was really terrible. Um, and thank, thanks to Dr. Sugarman. Sugarman, I love that name. Dr. Sugarman's the best. Is he related to Burt Sugarman of Midnight Special? I don't know what that is. There was a show on in the 70s, I believe, maybe even the 80s, called Burt Sugarman's Midnight Special. And it was like the American version of... Old Grey Whistle Test, where it's just bands playing. Sounds pretty dope. Although, this Dr. Sugarman, I think my Dr. Sugarman is related to a doctor, Mark, my husband knows more about this than I do, who was known as like a doctor feel good, like for all the bands. Yeah. Yeah. I can't Uh can't remember the whole story. We have to get the whole story from Mark later. We'll be doing a, a podcast with Mark. Do you still get sinus infections? Oh, well, so... I've wiped mine out. How, wait, so did I. How did you do yours? I, they wanted me to get surgery. I didn't do it. Neti pot. Do you know how I did mine? Garlic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Straight up organic garlic crushed. Chewing into it, dis- it, No, into distilled water. Let it sit. Steam it. Let it sit overnight. No, I dropped it. Up my nose. <laughs> you have to use a t- you have to use a cheesecloth. So you have to, to hang your head it. upside down. Yeah, off the bed. I can't do that. Wait, it burns. Yeah, like nothing you've ever experienced in your yeah. life. You can feel the garlic going up into each sinus. Your eyes start watering. Yeah. It's the worst pain that you've ever experienced. But I did it like t- three years ago, and knock wood. Not one since. You haven't gotten them. Not one. And I was getting them chronically, so much so that Dr. Sugarman was like, you have to get surgery. It's the only option. I did all this research online, though, and they say, I mean, the, on- the online research just saves us all. Only a chance of it helping. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't like doesn't work for- It's not a know, guarantee. It's not a guarantee. I'm not, I'm not going under and having surgery at this point in my life unless it's a guarantee. I used to get two sinus infections a year, towards the end of the year and in the winter. Yep. <clears throat> or like a fall and like late winter. Sure. Always, clockwork, uh, at least two times a year, <laughs> to the point where I became allergic to two different antibiotics. I was taking antibiotics so often. Um, Cipro is one, yeah. and Cipro almost killed me, and amoxicillin. I can't take any, not, no penicillins now. Wow. And um, with the exception of the clindamycin I just took last week for my root canal, I haven't taken antibiotics in like six years because I was able to keep prevent myself from getting sinus infections by not only a neti pot sarah silverman bought me on my birth i think it was my birthday she bought me this thing called a a hydropulse oh i love a hydropulse i have one you do it's an electric neti pot yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i fucking swear by it yeah it's incredible i'll put you know the usual saline and water (laughs) warm water in it but i also i have a friend who's very into like holistic medicine and stuff she's all you know put a little bit of golden seal in there to keep your sinuses lubricated. Great. And one tiny drop. (laughs) By the way, 
like the title says, we are not doctors. Please don't take this. Consult is not your physician. Not medical advice. But I will put a drop of betadine, uh-huh. which is Whoa. like that brownish yeah. Yeah. antiseptic that they use on uh-huh. cuts and stuff. One drop because it's a disinfectant. One tiny drop, and then I mix all that in, and I flush out my sinuses. And do you I do it. Daily? it at, I no, no. I only do it when I feel the pressure coming on. Uh huh. And I haven't had a sinus infection since like 2010. Now you obviously use distilled water. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, You're I have a, a special brain... bottle of. Sure. I buy those gallon jugs yeah. of like distilled Arrowhead. Are you afraid of brain eating amoebas? Uh huh. As much as I am, <laughs> I'm so afraid of brain eating amoebas. My girlfriend was like, yeah, you're such a hypochondriac. And I, I recently I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm a hypochondriac. I think I'm just neurotic. Yeah. And I was listening to another podcast. I can't remember which. And someone was saying they thought they were a hypochondriac. And then they found out like the definition is basically you think you have something even when you have no symptoms. I only oh. freak out when I actually have symptoms. Right, 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 right. So I think I'm just neurotic. Uh, I'm but, trying to think if I... My hypochondria has definitely lessened since I've become a mother, I That's would say. That's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. I would I've, say it sort of has to. A lot of people are like, I have no time to worry about I'm, myself. I have that's right. these people I have to keep alive. I am pretty concerned about them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that becomes the main concern. And the brain-eating amoebas, like... Specifically with my kids, because I feel like water goes. We were in South Carolina last summer, and they have this big fountain in Charleston, downtown Charleston, that all the kids play in, but also like homeless people bathe in and stuff. And and the girls were like free and playing in it and having the best time. And then it just. I wish somebody could have just been like a slow push in on my face as the realization that like. People yeah, that were dolly bathing. zoom from like yeah. Jaws. Uh huh. That people were bathing in the water. That there was probably dogs so- are playing in it. Yes, dogs, and nope. that the water was just going straight up my girls' noses. I th- I spent a solid <laughs> week waiting for one of them to come down with the 105 fever, and I and I I would know. Never happened. This is it, and wait, I did it. I let them. I let them do it. I'm responsible for this. And everything was fine. And everything was fine. It was fine. We almost went to that water park in North Carolina where one a, a girl got the brain eating amoeba and died. Last, what? Uh, yeah. Do you remember last year the girl was in the water in the water park? <laughs> I don't remember last North- year much at all. <laughs> That's too busy. Last year there was a girl. There's a, a like a fresh water. Um, like gr- they do like rapids and you can, I don't know. It, yeah, like Olympic, raging waters here. And sort of like, but more, but more, I think people were using it to actually do kayaking and stuff. It's like a kayaking <laughs> thing. Okay. Anyway, this girl was on a school trip and they were there and she got the brain eating amoeba and she passed away. So, you know, like a sweet 16 year old girl oh, on fuck. some trip with her school. But like. Two weeks before that, Mark and I were in Charlotte for a wedding, and friends of ours were like, you know what we should do? We should get like drunk and go to this fun Rapids nope. water park. We're nope. like, yeah, 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 let's do nope. that. And nope. then at the last second, we didn't do it. I dodged the Because you, you got a urinary tract. <laughs> so I was like, oh, guys, I can't. I can't. I used to, when I was a kid, do you know. Do boys get urinary tract infections? I have to. I've had like a bladdery infection, <laughs> bladdery <laughs> kind of infection where it feels like I have to pee all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Girls get it more like in like before, like when you're if you're having sex like in high school and college with boys that are gross. Th- that like don't you, wash their wieners. Oh, <laughs> so gross. There was this one guy in my high school that everyone knew. If you slept with him, you were gonna get a UTI. I never slept with him, Old but Dirt Dick Jones. <laughs> Dirt, Dirt Dick Jones. I can't remember that guy's name. I'm gonna have to call someone from high school. <laughs> we shouldn't say it anyway. No, no, no. He for might sure sue not. us for slander. <laughs> but there was that one guy. Uh, but yeah, when I was a kid, I used to fucking love going to like because ra- I grew up yeah. in Southern California. We'd go to Raging Waters, and now. As an adult, I'm like, I would never want to step foot in one of those. My kids love water parks. They love them. But isn't there, there's so much chlorine and they got it. They must just kill 
Everything. But what are we going to get from all that chlorine? I'm still curious about this brain-eating amoeba. I, I didn't know that was the thing at water parks. I knew oh, it was yeah. a thing that was happening. It just started happening with people using neti pots. Well, yes. That were using tap water. Tap water. Right. We got to be careful with that, guys. I, I know used... we're not doctors, but just for sure I know <laughs> yeah. that. Don't use tap water for a neti pot. I've used tap water a few times since that happened. I used to. Happened, but I would boil the water first. Oh, yeah. I think that's safe. I think that you... <laughs> that that seems safe. <laughs> that seems reasonable. We're not doctors. We're not. <laughs> but that You're... but that rings true to me. <laughs> I would go with distilled just for safety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to neti pot that bad that you can't wait for distilled water. And I don't use it constantly. I really only neti pot when I'm starting to feel it. I wonder if you add a little garlic oil in there too. <laughs> now that we're I I'm sure it would burn like hell. It's it kind of feels good, though. I I got turned on a long time ago. Also, you know, I was really... I, had a, I have a friend who's, like I said, she's way into holistic stuff and herbal medicines. She would tell me when I was getting sinus infections to try it, this grapefruit seed extract. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that spray. before. Sure. I've done that. Burns like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. But it's acidic. It's grapefruit uh-huh. is a natural... Um, Antibiotic. It's like here's what I'm concerned about. If you're on an antidepressant, if you're on an SSRI, you're not. You're supposed to stay away from grapefruit. What? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Grapefruit. I need to talk can, to a There can be honestly, there can be some sort of interaction. I'm on an antidepressant. Well, do you know I was almost killed by? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to give away all my stories. I want to know in the podcast. However long this podcast runs, the future of this podcast. How often busy will say I was almost killed by? I mean, I was. I was legit. I had. Uh, I had an allergic reaction to a combination of antidepressants. I had. Um, why antidepressants and grapefruit don't mix, guys? This is an easy Google. Grapefruit juice and medication. You have to be careful. You can literally die. Oh, grapefruit. It's SSRIs, I think. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't drink grapefruit juice uh, with certain meds. I don't drink grapefruit juice, but I, but I, I do th- the extract nasal spray. I don't. Th- I think that's not a great idea. <laughs> Pro- maybe that no Prozac. Maybe that's attributing to my vertigo. No Zoloft, no Lustral, and grapefruit. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm probably all right then. Um, <laughs> but I had a, I had a, I had a pretty. I mean, I thought it was pretty bad. I don't know on this in the scheme of things. I wasn't <laughs> killing anyone or hurting anybody. Um, but I had really bad postpartum anxiety disorder, which is different than postpartum depression. Yeah. Postpartum anxiety was like I had crippling anxiety after the birth of my first kid, which I, by the way, have never talked about because I had no platform for it, really. is <laughs> the only reason. And now Birdie's so old, it like seems like so far in right. the past. Right. How are you going to bring that up in a narrative television show? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen. But, uh, but so I ended up getting on medication for it. Finally, I didn't know. I mean, no one. It's so hard when you're a new mom and like nobody knows what's normal. And I was a fairly. There's inter- no classes for that. They don't teach you motherhood and health. They don't. Well, they do, but they don't teach you like what to look for in terms of. I mean, your OBGYN sort of checks in with you and is like, how are you feeling? Do you have any thoughts of like harming yourself or your child? <laughs> but that wasn't my problem. My problem was more that like if I forgot to pick up my dry cleaning, I would be like shaking and crying and inconsolable that I like was ruining my child's life. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't. That makes more sense to me than the depression. Yeah. It was dark. Like I was really, it was really dark. And so anyway, so I went on Lexapro. Then things got better. And then at some point, my doctor put me on another drug that I can't remember the name of. In addition to the Lexapro. In addition to the Lexapro. And I had a crazy allergic reaction to it, which is an allergic reaction that can cause death. Where, like, and it's um, like I started getting all these sores in my mouth and down my throat. And like ulcer types? Like ulcers. And I was like, oh. Jesus Christ. This is weird. I, what did I think? I can't remember what I thought it was at first. 
And then I started, and then I got this rash. And so the symptoms of this allergic reaction are like, you get a rash, you get these sores, and then like your flesh just starts falling off of your body, basically. Anyway, so I called my doctor and I'm like, I have these sores in my mouth. For those listening, my mouth is just gaping open. This is horrifying. It's horrifying. Well, what's so nuts too is that it was they were going on like I had started taking the medication on like a Saturday the sores started 24 hours later in my mouth and I thought it was at first I was like oh I got a cold sore from like eating too many too much orange juice or something like that and <laughs> oh, and yeah, I'm not yeah. a person I don't have oral herpes knock wood <laughs> knock wood um but but I just was like, oh, I just, it was just like a little sore from something that I ate. And then they just kept going and going. And I didn't put it together that it was the new medication that I was taking. And then I got this rash. And one, and it was so painful. My mouth, it was in so much pain. And my throat was in so much pain. And at night, I was about to take both of the drugs. And Mark, my husband, was looking at me. He's like, stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop. When did the sores start? I was like, I don't know. Sunday he's like when did you start taking that other medicine I was like I don't know Saturday oh my god he went on he went on the internet he looked it up he's like I'm real concerned that you have this allergic reaction I called my doctor he's like go to Cedars fucking A dude so I went to Cedars and they checked me out and they're like stop taking the medication immediately (sighs) like we haven't reached the point of no return yet where like your flesh starts eating itself and you can't recover (laughs) From it. Fucking a! Do you know what that's called? With the yeah, I gotta. I gotta. I have to look it up. I have to look you it ta- up. You can look it up while I talk. That's fucking horrible. It was I not. I feel very lucky. Like I'm very paranoid about taking pills. I don't even like to take aspirin. So whenever I'm, you know, prescribed like an antibiotic, of course I'm online looking at side effects, and I've never had like the side effects like. When my dentist was like, we're going to put you on clindamycin since you're allergic to amoxicillin. Mm-hmm. And I was looking and she, even my dentist was like, this in some people will cause like a severe form of diarrhea. If you get that, don't take it. And so I get the antibiotic and I'm always afraid to take the first dose. Did you find it? Okay. So the drug that I had been prescribed was Lamictal. And yeah, there's a, the... The, it's like if you have any, there's an allergic reaction as hives, fever, swollen glands, painful sores in or around your eyes or mouth, swelling of your lips, face, tongue, or throat. Um, Skin falling off. Get emergency, emergency help. Um, but it was always so weird. We not, I was, oh, Stephen Johnson syndrome is what it's called. Stephen Johnson syndrome. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it, it, it's, it's always funny to me when so, when a syndrome or a disease is named after a person. Uh, it is uh, an immune complex mediated hypersensitivity reaction and has been linked as an adverse side effect to many drugs. Anyway, listen Fuck. to me. It was brutal. And yeah, three weeks after being started on this drug, but like it can it can literally kill you. But thankfully, it didn't kill me. And um, it's pretty, pretty. It was pretty awful. Were you kept overnight at Cedars or no, no, no? They're just like, yes, yeah, stop taking that shit. Yeah, and they wa- they looked at me and they checked me out, <laughs> <laughs> and then they let me go. But then I felt so stupid because you know what I didn't do was I didn't check the side effects, possible side effects, when I was going to take the drug, and I also didn't even ask why he was prescribing the other drug. I was just was like, oh, okay. Sure. I have so many questions when uh, someone's like, now take I this. Do. I'm now like, why? What does that do? What can it do to me? Mm-hmm. Now I do. How long were you on Lexapro for? I was on it for like maybe a year and a half. Did Was it hard weaning off of it? It was pretty funky weaning off of it. I did feel a little bit like loopy. Did you I, get brain zaps? Yeah, brain zaps. Ugh. And... And because I wanted to have another, I wanted to try to have another baby and I didn't want, I know some people, you can stay on your medication if you need need it. But if, if you can do it without. But if you can do it without, do it without. Yeah. And then what was so we're crazy. We're no doctors. But. We're no doctors. We're no doctors. <laughs> this, but there Take was so, this with a grain of salt. What was so crazy was with the second one, I was very concerned that I was going to have postpartum anxiety again or postpartum depression. And I did the placenta pills. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. Okay. So you 
give birth. Okay, we have a whole we pills have to do made a, out of your own my own placenta. Whoa! And I ate them. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> yeah. I yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. know this was a thing. No, it's a for real thing. Maybe it's just a thing in L.A. I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> sure it's a thing everywhere. But you have to like. It's so crazy. I. We can do a whole episode about childbirth if you want, because I have a lot to say. We should. But I got this woman who dehydrated my placenta, put it into gel caps, and I took. <laughs> I took it's like. It's just six on a tray a next to beef jerky and uh, apricots. You cannot imagine placentas are fascinating. You know the doctors like look at them to make sure everything's healthy. Like you can tell a lot from a placenta. Apparently, I wouldn't even know what a placenta looks like. It looks like a giant jellyfish. Jellyfish, but that's like completely made of blood. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. And I check had to- <laughs> another reason why I never want kids. Even though I'm the guy. I, uh... Oh my god! Giving birth, like having a baby, growing a baby, and giving birth, and then giving birth to the placenta. Because you have to. Here's what they don't. You. I'm sorry, did you say giving birth to the placenta? Here's what they don't tell you, Steve. Second birth? It's the afterbirth. It is oh, afterbirth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. The afterbirth. I don't know. But what shit. they don't what they don't tell you in any of the birthing classes or anything, and I did it both times without an epidural, so I felt every uh. single second of it, is that you give birth to the baby, which is like intense and crazy and the shoulders are the worst part. But then you give birth to the baby and you feel like you should like feel back to normal you don't until the afterbirth until the placenta comes out of you and then once the placenta comes out of you you're like you feel empty like it's really really weird to wow hard to explain but the but the yeah the baby and then you have to wait and that placenta comes like five minutes later ten minutes that later that long yes it's I such thought a it bummer. all came out with one big you, gooey push that's what you would think no not even a little bit. We have to do an episode fully on childbirth. We really do. Maybe get another guest or two in here who's had babies. Yeah, I'd be interested to get a C-section mom in here because that's a whole vibe. And I would be interested in someone who's like very pro-epidural. Um, I was very anti-epidural, but mostly because I was afraid of having that giant needle in my back. Yeah. You're not a needle person? No. and I mean, I'll do acupuncture. Me too. But I don't like love that. It. Me too. I love it. Love. <laughs> <laughs> We've lived in LA too long. No, acupuncture was a game changer for me. What does it help you with? Pain stuff mostly. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if I walk or hike a bunch and I'll get like sore knees or like mm-hmm. sore legs, I'll go into my, my doctor and she'll just... Who's your, where do you go? I go to this place, the U Family <laughs> Clinic. They are the first family to do acupuncture in LA. Really? They go back to like the 40s. What? And their family goes back into China like 40 generations. Whoa. This Chinese family. They're fucking amazing. Great. And the, this, the woman, Mimi, the, the mother, <laughs> she always walks around with one of those masks over her right. face. I would not know what her face looked like without that mask. But she's brutally honest with me always. You still fat. When are you going to lose weight? You still fat. This would, this would help so much if you lose weight. Brutally honest. She's That's awesome. That's an intense impression that you just did. <laughs> but very accurate. I'm not being racist. I mean, she's very Chinese. Like, it's a very accurate I impression. I used to have a, an acupuncturist that was like a crazy name dropper. Uh, I had a, an ENT that was like that. Oh, really? Kind of a star fuckery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you run into that. This is relatable, right, guys? Yeah. You run into that. I think it's only in LA, obviously, right? Yeah. Like, where the doctors try to... It's also like against HIPAA laws, I think. I'm hippo, sure. HIPAA laws? HIPPO. You know the HIPPO the laws? The hypo, uh, Hippocratic. HIPAA. 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 What's HIPAA? The HIPAA laws. H-I-P-A. Is that like the Hippocratic Oath that doctors it's what it No, it's the laws that were passed, Steve. Come we should have done I'm medical research. The HIPAA laws are like the laws that were passed. I don't know however many HIPAA I'm looking at. That. Like patient- uh, Yeah, confidentiality. Confidentiality. But they're, I think they're called the HIPAA laws. H-I-P- it still sounds like you're saying hippo. H-I-P-A-A, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996. Well, I thought it was like, <laughs> I mean, no, I thought it was like 10 years ago, not 20. Oh, shit, no. Uh, yeah, so that's so it's the privacy rules and um, 
your your rights as a patient, but they should not be dropping your name. They should not be dropping anyone's name in the doctor's office. I do feel good when I'm in a doctor's office and I see someone very famous famous walk out. I'm like, okay, I'm in the right place. Not that I'm famous, but I'm like, if someone with a lot of money to drop is choosing this doctor, I feel like... (laughs) Guess who I saw at my dermatologist? Brad Pitt. Close. Ryan Seacrest. Whoa. <laughs> and He's got great skin. And David Beckham and Posh Spice. They all have great skin. All have great skin. So you skin. know you're in a good dermatologist. I was in a, yeah, in a, I'm in the right place. I wasn't happy with my last dermatologist visit. Really? Why? What happened? So my girlfriend lives in Cincinnati, and every time I go to visit her, I get this weird rash. Nope. Not bed bugs. I don't think I'm allergic to her dog because the first few times I was around her dog, I would not get this rash, Mm -hmm. but it just started happening. Weird, like red, big, itchy splotches, not bed bugs, couldn't figure it out. And uh, while I was in Cincinnati, I was going online to try and find a dermatologist to see every single dermatologist you call is like, "Uh, we can't get you in for two months. I was like, what? I was like, that must be... They must not have a lot of dermatologists in Cincinnati. I get back to L.A. I have this rash I need someone to look at. It's really bad. Uh, We can get you in in two weeks. What? I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so by the time I get into the dermatologist, I don't have the rash, but I've taken, obviously, multiple photos of my body. Right. And um, the doctor's like, yeah, I need to actually see this to diagnose it. I'm like, dude. And so then he go, I go, well... I go, I would love that, but I have to make appointments. And he's, he goes, I'll tell you what, next time this happens, if you come back, he's like, tell tell the uh, the receptionist that I said to get you in to see me. And so I went back to Cincinnati. It happened again towards the end of my visit. I get back to LA. I call them up. She's like, oh, we can't. He, he doesn't have an opening for like three weeks. I go, he said to make sure I get in to see him. She goes, yeah, I can't do that. I go... But he said that, and she goes, yeah, but he, there's no openings. I go, I have a rash that he needs to see, or else he can't diagnose it. I don't know what to tell you. Three weeks. I've never even heard of and such I a thing. And I was really fucking mean to her and hung up. And now I'm afraid to go back there, because I'm sure she wrote it in my records. But who? But that's like totally insane. I know. Very insane. And what doctor, like especially when you're dealing with derm- dermatological stuff can't get someone in if they have an emergency. I don't know. Dermatologists should be like a 24-hour... For sure. Or at least they should have from like 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day for... And the weekends. And the weekends. That's one thing that every time I have an issue, a medical (laughs) issue, it always happens towards the end of the day on a fucking Friday. Of course. Whether it's an emergency root canal I need... I had a root canal last week. Everything's fine, but the previous time I had a root canal was like years ago, and it didn't hit me until Thanksgiving Day. I was woke up. No. Couldn't. Unbearable pain. Obviously, no one could see me because it was Thanksgiving, and then no one could see me because all the doctors are out of town for the whole weekend. Right. Because it's on a Thursday. Right. And that was the fucking worst. Why aren't, there's just no doctors that are open on. I don't know, but somebody should get on that. Doctors and banks and fucking mailmen should all work on the weekends. I think that there's now, have you gotten into the, into the like apps, the like send the doctor to you apps? Yeah. No. Oh, shit. There's an app called Heal, H-E-A-L, and I haven't used it yet. H-E-E-L. Heal. No, that's the dog app. <laughs> um, but Heal app, apparently you put in your stuff. And they send a doctor right to your door anytime, mm-hmm, anytime, day or night, whatever you need, whatever kind of doctor. They show up and supposedly they're great. I haven't used it yet. I don't know. House calls. It's a free app. Oh my God, I'm downloading it right now. My That's girlfriend's going to be so annoyed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, my daughter, and that's uh, also Steve. I think it's like you and children get sick Friday nights and on holidays. That's like the thing about having a kid is that you know they're not going to get sick until it's things. We were. I was in the ER with Birdie on Thanksgiving Day this year in Scottsdale, Arizona, where my family lives, where I'm from, yeah. and uh, she. We thought she had strep throat. 
she had hand, foot, and mouth disease. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I've heard of this. I don't. It's I'm not so sure disgusting. what it is, but it's if it's Kids what I think. Kids are so gross. Kids get the worst. Is it from like chewing on stuff. their feet and hands? Um, it is. I think it is kind of. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like yeah, because they're always putting their hands are dirty and they're always putting their hands in their mouth. Oh, um, but fuck. she, yeah, she got it from a classmate, and uh. It causes also sores um, it, on the palms of their hands, the bottom of their feet, and all down their throats. Um, and God, she had... Fucking damn it. The sores that she had on her throat... The doctor, everybody who saw her was like, this is a very severe case of it. Uh, she gave it to our baby, who's three and a half. <laughs> so it's contagious. And then, super yeah, it's contagious. very contagious. Super contagious. She gave it to the baby, and she gave it to her... Uh, cousins. I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> it's so gross. But How do you like, treat it? Antibiotics? No, it's viral, so oh. you can't treat it. You just have you to, just wait have it to out. ride it out. Do you get fever? a fever? Yeah, the whole thing. I luckily she was don't get so fevers. Miserable. You don't? Hardly ever. I think I have a thyroid issue because <laughs> my body temperature is generally like a degree or two lower than most people. <laughs> like when I get a fever, I'll go into the hospital and they'll be like 98.6. And I'm like, yeah, but it's usually 96.8. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. We had a faulty uh, temperature taker in our house a couple of years ago. And Cricket was a, was really a baby. She's three and a half. She's almost four now. Yeah. And she was sick. And I took her temperature and I was like, Mark, she's dead. She's got it. Her temperature's 95 degrees. He's oh like, my God. she's breathing and she's just asleep. She's not. And she feels normal. She doesn't feel like cold or anything. I'm pretty sure it's not 95 degrees. And then I took my own temperature and mine was like 94.3. I'm like, oh, okay. This is broken. We do uh. the, it's hard having kids, Steve. It's hard. I got rid of my thermometer. I since my dad passed away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Since my dad passed away, I've become way less of a hypochondriac. Actually, watching someone die, you, you become a little more like aware of the realization of sickness. And uh, so, like, I got rid of my thermometer because having a thermometer for a hypochondriac is just. I would just daily be like taking my temperature. Like, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with me? And I stopped, also, they don't have it anymore, but Google had a website called Google Flu Trends. Great. Where you, it's a map of the United States and it shows no. you where all the flu activity is. And CDC has one too, but I would weekly check it, especially during the winter. And I've stopped looking at Do it. Do you get a flu shot? Yeah. I don't. I feel so much better not even checking. And I'm 50-50. Sometimes I'll get the flu shot and I won't get the flu. Sometimes I'll get it, but it'll be mild. I've had, you know, years where I don't get the flu shot and I don't get the flu. I had the flu this year and it was the sickest I've been. Mark thinks it's the sickest that I have been since he and I have been together. Whoa. So that's 12 years. It was. Vomiting? No, not that kind of flu. Do you vomit? I'm a vomiter. I'm not. I almost threw up yesterday morning just feeding the cats. I like. <laughs> I I got, yeah, I'm a gagger, yeah, I but gagged. I don't vomit. Oh my god, I almost, I almost actually went for it. I almost threw up. Um, but I'm not an easy, I'm not an easy puker. I Some puked people are in easy over pukers. Over twenty years. What? Yeah. You didn't even have like the stomach flu puking? Just diarrhea. Ugh. I think I've had I have both at the same time. I think I have a, a strong what a. a a biology teacher described once as a strong pyloric sphincter, which is the the trap door in your esophagus that keeps the food and everything down. <laughs> like, I don't throw up. I've thrown up maybe like five times in my life. That is wild. And most of those were from drinking when I was in high school. Some people have a real fear of throwing up. I do have a fear of it. Well, well. so maybe that's it, too. Maybe no, but I just don't. Matter. I'll get sick and just get diarrhea. But, like, I still am, like, I, I am... Totally afraid. Part of it because I don't remember what it's like to throw up. I don't mind throwing up, really. I'm not one of those people that minds it. Now, do you have stomach issues? Um, Like everyone I know has stomach. I have stomach issues. Not really bad. See, Steve, all of a sudden, like I'm coming to realize I have all the things. I, I have IBS and spastic colon. <laughs> I take uh, probiotics a lot. And oh, you do? That's helped. 
Okay. I don't do that, but... Stomach stuff I'm fine with. It's For me, my big issue is vertigo. I've had vertigo off and on. I mean, since I was like 18. Whoa. But it's been really bad in the past year or two, like... And I'm starting to think that the, the version that I have now is due to like sinus issues, like for sure. You know, inner ear sinus yes. stuff. Yes, I, I really need to cut out dairy. Well, a hundred percent. Can I tell you that is like majorly? I'm no doctor, but I have are you dairy free? I mean, I'm mostly dairy free. Yeah, 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 yeah. At this point, because I because of all my aforementioned sinus issues, and then also the IBS and spastic colon. You notice a difference uh, when you don't have dairy. Huge difference, and also my joints, the really? um, like the arthritis stuff, the my knees hurting. Yeah. Um, if I stay away from dairy, it's so much better. Also, like wheat, I try to stay away from a, a little bit too. Yeah, I'll snore uh-huh. at night. I have like. I just don't get. I feel like I don't get enough oxygen. What's in my, the What's in the coffee that you're drinking? That's that's milk. milk. milk yeah. yeah. Maybe switch to almond. Try it. Yeah, I just bought some almond milk yesterday. I love almond milk. That's my yeah. That's my vibe. I'll do an almond milk latte. I had cereal this morning with almond milk, and I was like, "This is fucking great." Yeah, it's fine. It's not I had bad. It with banana and blueberry and uh, grape nuts. Honestly, that sounds fucking delightful. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> grape nuts are such a funny cereal. I love grape nuts. I love them, too, because they crunch so well. Hard as fucking rocks. Yeah, hard as little rocks. I like it when you get to the end and they're a little mushy, too. Yeah, I don't mind that. <laughs> I haven't bought grape nuts in a million years. They're just little balls of wheat, right? Little tiny wheat nuggets. Yeah, I don't even... I'm not yeah, they're sure wheat. what they are. It's wheat. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be eating them because it's wheat. <laughs> I think wheat gets a bad rap, but I do also think that it's probably killing us. Yeah. Wheat belly and all that. I just went to the doctor yesterday and I had a bunch of blood t- taken. So I'm waiting to find. I, uh, and I need to see an allergist too. I think a high priority on my list right now is seeing an allergist. Here's what I, I've already done that. And I did the elimination diet. Yeah. This was having to do with the IBS and the spastic colon when I was in my like mm, mid 20s because yeah. I was like literally shitting blood, <sighs> which is fun. <laughs> and and uh, I think this is going to be a good podcast. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of listeners. I'm not even joking. I would be so obsessed with this podcast. Um, I'm allergic to or what's I have a sensitivity to black pepper, which is very common. Apparently, yeah. a lot of people have a sensitivity to black pepper and they don't even realize it. And they're, they eat too much of it. And their stomach hurts. Huh. Cut out black pepper, see how you feel, is all I'm saying. I always put pepper. I, I'm not a salt person, but I always put pepper on my eggs. Cool it. Potatoes. Cool it. Maybe cool it. Shit. Um, <laughs> maltodextrin. I, was, I had What's an that? allergy to maltodextrin. It's a preservative that's in a ton of stuff. And, uh, and I had a sensitivity to gluten, but not an allergy or a celiac situation, but a, but a sensitivity, which is different. But the way that my allergist explained all of it to me is that you have three kinds of allergies. You've got food allergies, you have environmental allergies, and then you have chemical allergies. Yeah. And the problem is, is the world that we're living in, we're so, our bodies become so overloaded by all three that then we like can't handle it and we have these reactions yeah. like the IBS, the spastic colon, well, breaking same out. Same when I was taking antibiotics all the time. You're bound to right. get an It's allergy. all cumulative. So yeah. if you can eliminate the ones you can eliminate, like he's like, you should really stop bleaching your hair. And I was like, dude, that's never happening. <laughs> like it's 100%. I'm bleaching yeah. my hair and I'm getting gel nails. So yeah. <laughs> you work around that, buddy. Yeah. I'll um, stop eating anything. I'll I'm not stop bleaching. eating anything, but I'm going to Tracy Cunningham at Mesh Salon once every three weeks. There you go. Um, yeah, so so I try to stay away from black pepper. but And the wheat thing really depends. I think that there are levels of wheat, like, and I don't know if there's any scientific fact to back that up. But are I you think a doctor? I'm not a doctor, <laughs> nor am I like We're a no food doctor. scientist or anyone that knows anything about <laughs> really anything except for just like anecdotally. Yeah. But I feel like there's like degrees of like, you know, there's some wheat that's better than others. <laughs> to 
depending on how it's been processed. GMOs. GMOs, yeah. yeah let's, I mean, I don't want Monsanto to come after me like they did Chipotle, but like. They're in everything. I do. Do you think, do you, do you hear about what happened at Chipotle? No. Do you know about this conspiracy theory? I love Chipotle. Well, remember when they <laughs> declared. <laughs> do you remember when they declared that they would be like the first fast food restaurant to use non-GMOs? Yep. Then all of a sudden, like one month later, randomly, people started getting sick. Sick. Yeah, that f- basketball team in Boston. Exactly, and it was like at the most uh, popular Chipotle's around the country. People were getting fuck, and they couldn't pinpoint it. They God couldn't find it. the source of it. Which is weird because anytime there's like when Jenny's ice cream had the like listeria or whatever, they house like, from this farm. Or they're yeah. able to, they're like, okay, it's this batch and we found the thing and we know exactly where it's from and we have to cl- close down the plant <sighs> and we'll redo it. the thing. Yeah. I'm scared. I mean, foodborne illness is what's going to kill us all. That and children. Children. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not having. We've got like eight minutes left. I want, I still want to talk about your uh, MRI experience. Oh, yeah. Let's and first it. of all, why were you going. So, have an MRI. well, I've been having intense pain in my right shoulder for quite some time. I've really upped my working out game. Did you ever have an actual injury to it? No. You just started having pain? Yes. Okay. Um, but there is such a thing as mom shoulder, which is that once you become a mom, you're, car- you're like a pack mule yeah. and you're t- loaded up with yeah. diaper bags and groceries and then also like 50 pound children mm-hmm. that make you carry them up and down hills sure. and things. Um, and so, yeah, so I've been having a lot of pain and then I've been upping my workout game and doing a lot of planks and a lot of arms. And I think, and it was to the point where two or three weeks ago on a Saturday afternoon, I, it was, I was in so much pain that I almost threw up. See, I am a little pukey, I guess. Yeah. But I was, I was feeling nauseous from the pain. And again, no epidural for my both childbirth experiences. I'm someone who can kind of handle pain. Yeah. So it was a lot of pain. So this doctor thought that I have tendonitis in my rotator cuff, but he's like, I want to make sure you haven't torn anything or yeah. really done damage. So you have to go do the MRI. I'm like, all right. They call, I call on the phone. It's a place that takes my insurance. 40 bucks. Great. Nice. I'm in. Um, are you claustrophobic at all? Yes, I am. I actually know this about myself. I do suffer from claustrophobia. Okay, great. Good to know. Thanks. We That's great. Okay. So, I took a little CB, CBD gummy, the marijuana, yeah. like a little medical marijuana CBD gummy before I went. It doesn't give you a high, but it chills you, you out. Yeah. For those of you who don't live in Colorado or California or, or Oregon or, or Oregon yeah. or even Arizona now apparently Washington me- yeah it's medically it's becoming uh, almost everywhere guys yeah check it out good for us um but that's what I do now the CBD gummies instead of taking Ativan or Holy Xanax uh huh for anxiety I'll uh. take a little CBD gummy really helps calm me down so I took a little CBD gummy go to my MRI I'm feeling pretty chill the guy's like. We have you in the small machine today. Like, wait, what? The iron lung. It looked like an iron lung. Yeah. Steve, it was so small. Yeah, I've seen those. It was teeny, teeny, it's tiny. A children's MRI. Machine. It was a children's MRI machine. I said, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. He's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, let's just lie you down. He put the thing, clamped the thing on my shoulder. Ugh. Uh, Put put a pillow like under my knees, and my other arm was kind of crunched up. And then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you back." I was like, "Okay, I can breathe. I can do this. I can meditate. I'm just gonna <laughs> pretend. I'm gonna be very chill about this whole experience." Yeah. They back me up very slowly. I can tell I'm going into the first part of the chamber. I'm like, "Okay, I can do this." You got your I eyes can shut. Do this. My eyes are shut. <laughs> and then they back me up a little bit more, and the side of the machine like sort of brushed, brushed my left arm and like pushed it in closer to me. And I was like, nope, nope, get me out, get me out, get me out. And so he, like, he pulled me out. And then I started hysterically like laughing out of fear. Yeah. And I was so terrified. Yeah. And I was like, couldn't stop laughing, couldn't stop laughing. He's like, are you okay? I, was, I said, I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think that I can ever ever do this this is terrible and he's like well do you suffer from claustrophobia i'm like yes yes i I told you guys i told the woman on the phone he's like oh 
You should have been that moved was, to the big machine. That was Louise. She was new. <laughs> Louise just asks the question. She doesn't do anything about it. So then... He went and t- told the front desk, and I went out, and uh, Louise booked me, <laughs> booked me into the. And Louise got fired. Uh, no, booked me into the big MRI machine that was open on one end. Yeah. And I went back a couple days later, and I did have the moment too that I was like, "It's not going to happen. I can't. I cannot do this." But then. I got in and I could look, I could tilt my head sort of back and see out the back side of it because it was an open MRI machine and that made me feel okay. And you're not supposed to move at all, right? I didn't move at all. I was How long really, are you in it? I was in for 30 minutes. Fucking A, why does it take so long? It took so long, but I kind of, that all that loud noise, the banging thing was weirdly sort of soothing to me. Yeah, hypnotic. It was hypnotic. And so I closed my eyes. I started to breathe deeply. Somebody had posted on my Instagram that I should count, this is very strange, but count one to eight over and over again. Huh, I wonder why eight. I don't know either, but I did it, and it until I got calm that was good and i brought xanax with me but i didn't take it because i i knew that i would have to drive and then i needed to like go home and see my kids and i hate the feeling and you're not allowed to have like music right because it, it fucks up machinery like well the what the guy was telling me that they didn't at the place that takes my insurance they didn't have the one that plays music but there <gasps> are ones thing. that play music oh, that's what i would want yeah yeah so I think that there are many questions you can ask if you have to get an MRI. Number one, don't get the child's MRI. No. Number two, like Steve, you wouldn't even have fit in this MRI machine not. that they tried I to put me in. I would probably barely fit in a regular one. They did ask my height and weight, and then I was sort of flattered that they gave me the little one, you know? Wow. Jesus Christ. It was terrifying. But uh, in the end, I haven't and, gotten the results. Oh, you have no results yet? No. I got How's your shoulder? It feels fine. <laughs> that was the other thing was ne- that I like laid off the planks for one week and I was like, oh, my shoulder's not that bad. Ugh, getting old sucks. Getting old sucks. Uh, look at that, busy. We've done this for an hour. We did it. We did an episode. <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug? You're doing a pilot right now. <laughs> you can't plug pilots. I know you can't plug pilot. Plug pilots. We can't plug, plug pilots. The second season of Vice Principals will be out on HBO, I think, in the fall. Vice Principals is so good. You can watch season one right now. Oh, it's still so good. on HBO Go. I have HBO Go. I, mean, I love that show. I've been in lots of movies and TV shows, Steve, over the last Guys, seventeen years. Do your fi- do yourself a favor and rent Gilmore Girls. Uh, Busy also played a doctor on ER. I was a doctor on ER. So we're Doctor Hope Bobek. Yeah. So. We should talk. We should talk medical dramas on on an episode. I'm kind of obsessed. We should have. We should have uh, Doctor Ken on too. I, I yeah. I asked Ken Jong to do this, and he'd love to. He's a little busy right now. It'll eventually all right. happen. I think it'll happen. All right. Um, all right, you guys. Remember, take everything we've said with a grain of salt because <laughs> we're, we're no, no doctors. doctors. Bye. Feral audio. Hey everyone, it's me, Steve, AG, you know, (laughs) I'm here to let you know that Starburns Audio has a new survey. Uh, Just go to starburns.audio slash survey. Um, We're trying to get to know our listeners a little bit better. Uh, And it only takes a few minutes, I promise, but uh, it makes a massive difference to the podcasters at um, Starburns Audio, believe me. We uh, are trying to get to know a little bit more about you, what you like, what you don't like, um, ideas you may have to make things run smoother. Um, This really is a helpful survey um, because currently podcasting is still kind of like the Wild West. We still don't know a lot. It's uh, it's a new medium. Um, So your responses make everything a lot easier. Uh, It's incredibly helpful and uh, incredibly quick. So again, just go to starburns.audio slash survey and uh, fill it out. Help help a brother out. All right. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman 
rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Yin Yang Twins. Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would, he even, why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype and that he has come for his cocaine. As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced ve-a-pe in Spanish, he spots his dear friend who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 